Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Down to five on the play clock. He takes the snap. Fakes it to O'Connell. He's going to run left. He's got blockers at the 20. Bowling to the 10. Sideline five. Touchdown Raiders. They brought Brandon Bolden back into the fold. And he races for a 26-yard touchdown. It's a party here tonight in Vegas. He's going to throw. Eyeing down the middle. Now pressure off the edge. Head drill from behind. Ball is out. Coach with the sack. And big man running. John Jenkins is going to score. Second down and 13. Oh, baby. Unbelievable. Jack Jones. They do it again. I mean, there are bad dreams, and there are crazy bad dreams. Struggles with the pass, Batenhorst. What a save. Nebraska gets a free ball backside to Merrick Wilson. In flies Stafford. Three blockers in front of her. Nebraska's block has formed a wall in Tampa. A net violation. Thought it was a great effort uh, on our part. Uh, Pittsburgh's a very good team. They, they, you know, just watching video on them, we were, we, they, they, they had uh, our respect, and uh, I, I thought this would be a really, really tough match, and we would, I knew we'd have to play great to win. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Elijah Herbal here with me. We are live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook as well. And, of course, you can always get a hold of us on any of those platforms, but also the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline, 888-638-4876. I'm trying to remember if I forgot anything, which is always a tricky proposition. Elijah, how are you this morning? I cannot complain. It's Friday. I mean, nothing better than Friday, right? It's well, f- Saturday. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. We have a very busy Nebraska sports weekend here. Um, first and foremost, it's Dominic Rayola Day. That it is. The, the longest week of our lives has finally gotten to its tipping point where we expect Don, uh, uh, excuse me, Dylan Rayola. What did I say? Did I say Dylan the first time? Yeah, you did. Okay. I got Dominic and Dylan and Donovan in my head. It's kind of rattling around in there. Uh, Dylan Rayola, we expect him to be here today, uh, and then he will be on campus, I believe, through Sunday is the plan, and... Uh, everybody's crossing their fingers and toes and eyes and everything else that we will have a commitment at some point over the next two days. Um, I mean, I don't even want to think about what will happen if he doesn't commit by Sunday. 
<laughs> but we've been talking about this all week. It's still on track as far as everything I've heard, I assume for you as well. Everything's still on track for the Dylan Rayola commitment. Well, uh, imagine if it doesn't happen. Like, like the with all the news that is out there this week, mm-hmm. if there is not a Dylan Rayola commitment, the optics of him seemingly crawling back to Georgia. Yeah, well, if, there's if no way is. he ends up back at Georgia, right? Like, even if he doesn't end up at Nebraska, I think the Georgia thing is done. Like, done, done, right? Because – it's not like he came to Nebraska, or it's not like it switched from Georgia at the last minute for no reason, right? Whatever problems existed to create him leaving Georgia still exist, even if he doesn't come to Nebraska, right? So, does Nebraska make the most sense? Is that the place that I, everyone that I know believes he will be committing to this weekend? Yeah. But whatever happens, I don't think Georgia is still in the picture, as weird as that sounds, because four days ago, no one knew anything. <laughs> No one really knew anything differently. Well, it's, it's, again, it's that optics of you can't go back to Georgia at this point no. in time after everything that's gone down in no. the past week. Like, I don't think Georgia fans would welcome you back with open arms. Kirby Smart might be able to get past that because you are a five-star quarterback. Yeah. You are uh, just an incredible talent. But the optics of that entire situation would be insane. It would be so bad. It would be so bad. It would almost be like – uh, head coach <laughs> getting caught on recording tape calling the fan base horrible names and then coming back to coach the next year. I wonder if that's ever happened anywhere that we've heard of. Um, to be fair, <laughs> Bo had a point. There were some Fairweather fans there that Ohio State game. Listen, I, my dad wanted to leave at halftime. I said, no, Dad, we're staying right here. Don't get me wrong. I, I've, I've come across my fair share of – We'll use the word annoying because we're on radio uh, – annoying Fairweather um, – totally out of their minds uh, you know I, I've been on message boards and Twitter a lot this week trying to make sure I'm not missing anything and there's some people out there that I just don't even understand how they process information do you ever like because I, I feel like I have a pretty good ability to see different points of view but there's some there's some instances where I'm looking around and I'm just like I don't even know how we got from there to where you are right now and that's like the sweet spot of message boards there's more reason for it now though than there was 10 years ago because i understand the ptsd that has happened to husker nation over the past 10 years i understand you being dubious of of the media because of what has happened over the past six years i think the media learned a lot from the entire scott frost tenure at nebraska i can understand fans having their doubts about the media or being that fair weather fan sure. of saying, you know what, up until the point where I see Nebraska come back, I am going to be a, a quote-unquote bad fan. Like, I understand that side of things. Oh, and I don't even just mean that, right? Like, I understand being like, hey, I'm not spending money on this until they figure out what they're doing, or I'm not going to trust these people because they were covering up stuff for Scott Frost for five years or whatever. Like, I, I get that. Like, I actually understand people who have gotten to that point. What I don't understand is, let's just use the news of the week, for instance, right? Okay, on Sunday or Sunday and early Monday, seems like Nebraska is going to get Kyle McCord, right? That's super exciting. Big upgrade over what was in the room. No offense to the guys still in the room. Big upgrade over what was in the room this year. Everybody's pretty happy. Monday night, we hear Dylan Rayola is super interested in Nebraska as well. Everybody's McCord and Rayola, greatest thing in the world. Let's do this. By Wednesday, I think, maybe, by Wednesday, 
McCord is out. Wednesday afternoon. Yep. And so we're sitting there, and this is the part, this is where I don't get it, right? Where people, I mean, it still looks like we're getting Rayola. I mean, then and now, still looks like we're getting Rayola. And people think that the world is over because Kyle McCord decided not to come to Nebraska, but it still seems like they're getting Dylan Rayola. Those are the people that I'm like, wait, how did a week ago getting Dylan Rayola over Kyle McCord, like if somebody had just a week ago been like, hey, Kyle McCord can commit here or Dylan Rayola can commit here, you got it. And it kind of gets back to the point that I made yesterday on the show of that there's two ways you could have seen that Kyle McCord news Mm -hmm. as a domino falling or as the sky is falling. And based on everything you've seen in the past decade as being a Husker fan, I don't blame you for seeing that news and saying the sky is falling, this is going to end up blowing back up in Matt Rule's face. This isn't going to work out. It's the the worst possible situation is going to, to end up happening from this. I don't blame a Husker fan from for regressing back into that mindset because of everything you've seen in the past 10 years. Everything you've seen in the past 10 years would lead you to believe this is a cursed program. The worst possible outcome is And the happen. worst possible outcome is going to happen, which is, yeah. that, is that Nebraska Loses tried everybody. to play their cards. Yeah, and they thought they were getting Ryle, so they pushed out McCord. They pushed out Daniel Kalen. Ryle is not going to commit, and Nebraska's mm-hmm. going to end up with Chubba Purdy and no other quarterbacks next season. I understand why your mind goes there. And again, I understand that as well. But there is a segment of the population, and this is where I don't get it. There's a segment of the population, and it's probably a very small segment, to be fair. Uh, Twitter and message boards are not a good representation of the entire population. I understand that. But there are people out there that are, they think the sky is falling, even though they still think Dylan Royal is coming. Mm. They think just their expectations had gotten so warped in like a 24-hour period that, that Nebraska was going to get McCord for one year, Rayola for two or three after that, and everything was going to be perfect, and that their expectations had gotten so warped in just like 24 hours that they couldn't even be happy about the prospect of a generational prospect at quarterback still coming to campus. That's where, I, that's where you lose yeah. me, right? Yeah. If I understand the paranoia of, oh, no, they're going to lose everybody. I totally get that. That would be the most Nebraska thing to happen in this situation. The most 21st century Nebraska thing to happen in this situation. I get that. What I don't get is it's like the, I I think, uh, I don't remember, some comedian made a joke one time about how you had no idea there was Wi-Fi on a plane, and then when the Wi-Fi stops working on the plane, you lose your mind. It's like this this didn't even feel like a possibility 30 minutes ago. (laughs) It's like you were mad about a thing that you didn't even know was a possibility, but your expectation changed so quickly that all of a sudden you're mad that you don't have Wi-Fi on the plane now. It's like this, you didn't know this was a technology that was even possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're mad. Exactly. But the, 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 the side note to that, completely different topic. I mean, am I the only person that if there's no Wi-Fi on the plane, I, I'm going to be turning on that cellular? <laughs> <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> Is that just me? Like, I think it might just be you, yeah. See, and that's why I never get caught, because <laughs> it's just me. I mean, I feel like it would be easier. What's going to happen? The plane's going to fall out of the sky? So I. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to be like, oh, your cellular's messing with our communications. Whoever that is, stop it. I'm like, oh, man, they got me, and I'll, I'll shut it off. But that's never happened. Yeah, I also, I, I don't know. I'll be totally honest. I have no idea if that's still a thing that affects planes. It seems. Mythbusters tested it. Did they? And they said it didn't. 
I think. So and if the MythBusters say something, I am taking that as gospel. Hundred percent accurate. I always, I always assumed that it was like the old original cell phone technology was mm-hmm. too similar to what the plane used for navigation and communications that it would like cross. You know, kind of like when you've got like a CB radio. And if you're on the wrong channel, you can hear other people's conversations. Like, I assumed it was something to that. I know nothing about how technology works, so let me be clear here. Go ahead. I'll say Travis brings up a good point. That The question is, is do you get service on your cell up in the air? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It's not never very good, but if you're in a pinch and you need it, it works out. Fair. Totally fair. Um, I was taking an umpiring test last year on a flight. <laughs> it was uh, really, really important. It was really, really important. It was right before the season. We needed to get it done. Uh, and I was sitting up there like with the little the little tray table and my test out there filling out all the answers. <laughs> Nailed the test, dude. So I had enough service to get the uh, the answers that I needed from that, so that online rule book. That's the urgent thing you had to take care of was I have to take my umpiring test. Oh, it's a big deal. It's a big they're using that for like district and state selection. Like so I need to go nail that. And they have one that's open book and one that's closed book. Oh, so you had this to get the open. This was the open book okay. version. And it was a trip to Vegas. Lord knows I wasn't going to be taking that test fair. in Vegas. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm going to get it done on the flight. Was, Absolutely nailed the test. Was I'm pr- there pretty a, sure I got like a 98 out of 100. Was there an that. option to do the test before your flight? That's a question that I don't feel comfortable answering <laughs> you don't wanna, at this point in time. You don't incriminate yourself? <laughs> no. Fair. Um, <laughs> yes, the, that was an option, yep, though. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I don't even recognize what we're doing. Uh, poor that, time management, Shane. I have, always, I have always wondered, like, okay, we're really trusting, like, either the technology of airplane navigation and communication is way too fragile and we need to fix that if it can be flummoxed by somebody who like bought something from the Apple store and forgot to turn off airplane mode. Like, I don't think any of us are comfortable with our flight safety being in the hands of someone who can just turn off airplane mode. Exactly. So either they've dramatically exaggerated the, the damage that can be done in that situation, or we need to get better stuff on our airplane so that is not a possibility. Those are the only two options here. And Travis just coming off the top rope again in the chat. Appreciate you, Travis. He says, I never have any luck getting service while flying, but I always <laughs> leave my phone on because the F the FFA. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's one way to go for sure, Travis. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a yeah. I'm just we're just gonna move on. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of other going, other things going on besides uh, these these airplane uh, the hooligans and uh, and Dylan Rayola, obviously uh, burying the lead a little bit this morning. Nebraska volleyball. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about the Raiders for Shane. I am. I'm almost. Ex- I'm so almost certain I'm not gonna get that to that at all. The most that's exhilarating. All, that's a, that's Thursday totally game. on me. <laughs> I was like, he snuck in a bunch of the highlights into the open. I think he uh, had his fun for the day. I was just really, really hoping they'd put up 70 so the Broncos wouldn't be the laughing stock of the NFL this year. And the Broncos have kind of turned it around. I, they have. I, I do believe have. the Chargers still have taken the, the throne of the biggest laughing stock of the NFL. And maybe we'll just leave it at this uh, for the day whenever we talk about Thursday night football. A shambolic performance from the Chargers on Thursday Night Football. I'm shocked Brandon Staley even made it to the postgame press conference. But I also look at it with three games left. Is there any point to firing him now with your backup quarterback? It's symbolic. No, no, probably not. But the symbolic nature of 
firing guy after you lose was 63 to 14 was the final score. Rest in peace to anyone who started. 63 21. 63 21, excuse yeah. me. Rest in peace though, to anyone who started the Chargers defense in the first week of your fantasy football playoff. I hope my, my nobody can you. do that. I hope I didn't. We're actually going to check real quick just to make sure. I thought I had the Broncos defense, but I just want to make sure here. Okay, I got Cleveland in one. We're going to check the other. This is important because this is maybe more important than Elijah's. Uh, Elijah's umpiring. Yeah, okay, I'm good. I got Browns and Broncos on my team. I want to buy in fantasy this week, but not the good buy. It's the buy in the toilet bowl. Oh, that's that was not so great. bad. And if I lose it all, I have to get an L tattooed somewhere on me. So I'm not looking forward to that. You know, so I asked. It wasn't this, pretty. Uh, by the way, uh, Nebraska volleyball playing for national championship on Sunday. We will get more to that. We're not ignoring it. I promise. I asked this of uh, Connor Havlak was was in your chair last week, two weeks. So I don't know, whatever. Um, I asked him, would he rather allow me to choose the tattoo, but you get to choose where it is on your body, or it is a tramp stamp, but you get to choose what the tattoo is? Stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, so basically you either get to choose. I really got to be careful on what I say about that. The design or the location, that's it. And in exchange, because I'm not a horrible person, Last week, I think the exchange was, I give you eight wins for the season. This week, the exchange is Dylan Rayola signs on the dotted line, and we get a decent transfer wide receiver. You can pick the tattoo design. I'll pick the location. Okay, what location are you choosing? Somewhere I can hide easily, <laughs> probably like my ass or something. <laughs> Where I can hide easily. <laughs> I want to get you. Are you you like we watch The Office? Yeah. I'm gonna get you a Nard Dog tattoo just right. Just right. See, the thing is, <laughs> no one's gonna see. If anyone does see that, they are close enough to me that they'll probably appreciate the story and think it's funny. They'll they'll understand that that me as a person. Yeah. We'll be able to find a sense of humor in this, and then hopefully you'd be able to find the the, the humor in this situation. So I'm going to go with you. You pick the design. I pick the location. I can hide it. That's fair. That, that's fair. I appreciate that. Um, anyway, back to Nebraska volleyball. They uh, they swept through Pittsburgh in dominating fashion last night, uh, and then after that uh, match, Texas took out Wisconsin. I'm I know Texas is really good. This is nothing against Texas. Was kind of relieved to see Wisconsin didn't win. Wisconsin. Texas is a powerful player. Wisconsin feels like they've – I know that Nebraska got them once this year. Wisconsin feels a little bit like a boogeyman for Nebraska. And, again, nothing against Texas. I'll, I'd rather take my chances with Texas. I still hate Burn Orange. I mean, me I'm, too. I'm just going to throw that out there. That but was, doesn't that that was what it? I was thinking about watching. Like, either way, no matter who Nebraska got, Texas or Wisconsin, it is going to be a hell of a matchup on Sunday. Absolutely. And Nebraska is going to have their hands full. Absolutely. I do see the the poetic justice to ending the season in the national championship game, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Sure, I think I personally was rooting for Wisconsin. It was either way. It was gonna be, it's gonna be a hell of a matchup on Sunday. I was not like on the edge of my seat rooting for Wisconsin. It, it wasn't really gonna matter. Nebraska was gonna have a difficult test, and they mm-hmm. were gonna have to go uh, make it through a very difficult team on Sunday, no matter what. That being said. With Nebraska's only loss of the season being to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and the, the two volleyball powerhouse programs in terms of fan support, in terms of what they've put together the past couple seasons, I think there was poetic justice to getting Nebraska and Wisconsin that final match of the season. And you know what? Nebraska's only lost to Wisconsin. Wisconsin got uh, Nebraska mm-hmm. once the only team to do that. I think to play for all the marbles, that was the most fitting way this volleyball season could have ended. That being said, 
I'm really excited for Nebraska and Texas on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of with you in that Nebraska-Texas, I think, slight leg up to Nebraska in that. But Texas played really, really they did. well last Texas night. played incredible. I, I do think – and listen, I'm not a – this is from what other people have told me because I'm not a all- volleyball expert. I just watch and enjoy Nebraska being awesome. The It sounds like stylistically Texas is a better matchup for Nebraska. So that's a big part of this. The other thing, I do think there is a mental, even though, again, they beat them once this year. The most recent match was a loss to Wisconsin in, in terms of this match. Poetically, 100%, it'd be better if Nebraska can avenge that loss win two out of three from Wisconsin, win a national title, right? Like that leave-no-doubt aspect yes. to the season. Um, now, they're, if they win, they'll end up being, what, like 34-1? and one. So it's not like there's a ton of doubt. <laughs> but I do, I do understand it from a storyline standpoint. Nebraska-Wisconsin is probably a little bit more appealing. From a, hey, I just want to make sure they win a national championship this year perspective, I prefer the Texas matchup a little bit more from what I've been told. Um, I also like the, uh, the, the Kaylee Akana storyline with Texas. Sure. Of the the she transferred out now she either gets her chance at vengeance against Nebraska and I know there's still um, friendships that, that sure. were made during Vol, but it's, it's not a it's not a bad blood relationship by any way any means between Kaylee Khan and Nebraska or vice versa I think that's an interesting storyline you can hit on Sunday either way there was going to be great storylines and either way it's uh, it's a team that Nebraska has played plenty with Nebraska Texas dating back to the Big Twelve days Nebraska Wisconsin has been the new rivalry of the Big Ten it's going to be exciting it's going to be exhilarating either way and looking forward to it yeah that's a two p.m. Uh, on Sunday start that's twelve. Uh, the the 17th of December there, 12-17 at 2 p.m., Nebraska and Texas for the national championship. Best, best thing about it? What's up, Shane? Raiders won't be playing at that time. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about the Broncos. The Broncos have the Saturday night matchup. Who is playing Sunday at noon? Is there any decent matchup that is going to take the headlines? That's going to be in, uh, in, the, in the way of watching that one at the end? There is nothing I see that's exhilarating. Buccaneers and Packers maybe has some playoff Bears, Browns? No. Don't care. No. Panthers, Falcons sucks. Titans, Texans? No. Titans, Texans is probably the best matchup of the day. I still give the advantage to the Texans. We'll see what, what Will Levis can do on a slightly shorter week. Chiefs, Patriots is going to be an awful, no. awful, awful, gross game to watch. Yeah, there's no good games at noon. So Kind of know. a terrible NFL Sunday aside it from is. Bills and Cowboys. Ravens, Jaguars, Sunday Night Football should be decent. Uh, yeah, I'm also uh, – Cowboys, Bills is a good one. And Ravens, Jaguars is, is decent. Uh, that's about it. It's kind of a – it's kind of a rough slate this weekend, so you have no excuse not to watch Nebraska volleyball play for a national championship. Uh, if you want more coverage of volleyball, make sure you hit up the Hurt at Sports social media channels. Uh, Anna Bellinghausen is down there. Jacob Padilla is down there. I believe uh, Kyle Byers is down there with uh, doing videography, mm-hmm. photography, all that kind of stuff that he does. Make sure you check that out because – we have got you covered for volleyball in Nebraska. One final thing here before we get out of the segment. I know we're up against it. We have an early morning Dylan Riola tweet. Uh-oh. What do we have? He tweeted out the definition of the word purpose. What's that? It's, it's just the word purpose, noun, living life to the fullest and knowing there is a reason for your journey. Right there. Devotion to God's calling and those things that bring your soul joy and peace, knowing the value of sharing your gifts with others. Purpose. That doesn't give me any uh, breadcrumbs, I don't think. You but don't? I think he's talking about the purpose 
of, of restoring the Nebraska to glory. The legacy of coming back and leaving your mark at Nebraska. There's no other reason for him to be tweeting something like that on the day he's hopping on a plane and flying. I was like, to probably getting in the plane about now. I mean, unless he's he might be he might be doing he might be pulling the Elijah Herbal and and you and tweeting from the air with his <laughs> with his airplane mode off. Something tells me the Royal <laughs> family can afford the in-flight Wi-Fi. <laughs> Uh, that is our opening segment for the day. We will have much more on Nebraska volleyball, on Dylan Rayola, on all sorts of things happening this weekend. Big sports weekend for the University of Nebraska and uh, big game for Creighton basketball this weekend as well. We'll set up the show, let you know who we're going to be talking to next on Herd at Sports Radio. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.